Today, my brain is pondering and thinking about friendships, how important they are, different kinds of friendships, meeting people, losing people. My brain is cooking with ideas. So that will be the general topic I think I'm going to talk about today. Before I start, hope everyone has a happy Christmas. I hope everyone stayed off of the naughty list. I think maybe I dabbled in a little bit of naughtiness. Santa, I think, is giving me the side eye a little bit. So hopefully, I did enough to earn the Christmas spirit. And I know you guys are in the Christmas spirit. You guys are great. Secondly, thank you for the reception on the first episode. People were telling me to talk longer, which maybe they said that because that's just how podcasts are. But I took it as, wow, people are not telling me to speak less, which is good. Maybe people like to hear me talk. I got happy a little bit. And with all the comments, everyone was so nice to me. It's always scary when you try something new and you put it out for everyone to see. And you guys made it very easy for me. So honestly, thank you. I have so much fun doing this stuff. So thank you. Honestly, thanks. Without further ado, friends, watch how my brain moves when I talk, when I share my ideas. Friends, friends are cool. Friends are nice to have. I think friendships are the most important bonds you can build in life. I think friendships, in a way, can bring us the most happiness, the most pain. And the one thing about friendships that I think is so special is that it's very spontaneous. I've never met a friend, and as I'm thinking back to how we met or when we met, I never think to that and be like, oh yeah, that made sense. Oh, it made sense that we became friends at that time or in that way. Never. Ever. I don't think you ever know or can predict when you're going to meet someone new or when they're going to become really close to you, you know? With family, the dynamic is more predictable, right? You're supposed to love your family. That's not to say, okay, that's not to say like it's fake love just because you're supposed to love them. No, the love for the family is very real when you live with them your whole life, right? That love is, is the greatest love you could have is for your family. But with friends, it's different. Because with friends, there's no obligation, or at least you don't feel an obligation to love. It's more spontaneous. You know, you can't, like, it's, well, obvi- look, everyone has their own situations, right? Like, I'm more speaking towards me personally. But it's really hard to, it's much harder to say, I don't love my mom, than, you know what, I don't want to hang out with him anymore. I don't like him right? So in a sense, uh, the, I guess, love, the love in friendships is more spontaneous and combustible than in families. Combustible is a crazy word to use, by the way, just like casually. Crazy. No, and I am sorry, but you never know when you're going to meet someone new. And that idea gives me so much comfort when it comes to friends, because Sometimes when we feel lonely and like we feel like we don't have a lot of people to talk to, a lot of people around, at least for me, I can kind of remind myself 
that, hey, as long as you just keep waking up and living on one random Christmas miracle day, some guy can pop into your life and he's going to be your close friend. Just because that's what's happened in my life the whole time. I remember during COVID, um, like right when my COVID restrictions ended and I went back to my university uh, like to study on campus now because the campus opened. I met so many people in the span of a month, more people than I probably met in my entire life. And I did not expect that. It was exhausting, actually. Not that, not that like I didn't want to meet people. It's just like you go from feeling like there's no one to there's everyone. It's like I couldn't breathe mentally. Couldn't breathe mentally is a little dramatic, but you know what I mean? But that's why like, Sometimes if I, if I feel lonely, I, I try to be optimistic about it and say, you might run into someone at the bus, stop, and he ends up being your good friend. I wonder what other people think about that though. Um, especially people who maybe have like social anxiety because the point I'm, well, I'm not trying to say that you should just never approach people and just let them come to you and leave it to fate to bring people to you and you should just wait and wait that wasn't my point my point was like sometimes i feel like i don't have to worry about meeting new people because if i focus too much on looking for people i feel like it doesn't happen but i wonder how it is for someone with like social anxiety Someone who struggles to talk to people. I honestly wouldn't know. That's interesting. I got to ask someone. Because for me, I feel like I don't think I have. I don't, I don't think I find it hard to meet people. But maybe my friends would say otherwise. I don't know. This is just a self-analysis. I don't know. But yeah, I don't worry too much about meeting people anymore. I think the one thing I do worry about, if I'll be honest. Look, I'm going to open up crazy. I'm about to open up. Sometimes that idea of you never know when a friend is going to come turns into, well, you never know when a friend is going to do you dirty, do you wrong, which is an equivalent thought, I think. Like it's, it's a, va- a valid thought, but that kind of scares me a little bit. But maybe I just have trust issues. See, now we're getting down into the layers of Halit Habash. But we're not going to go too far. I'm not opening up in this podcast. I'm not doing it. Nope. We're going to keep it surface level and boring here. I'm joking. We'll see. You never know. By episode 12, we, I might have to end the whole podcast because I opened up about everything and you know everything about me. So we'll see. I remember in high school and university, there were a lot of times when I would walk past people and you know like you walk past people you see them around every day right because you go to the same school but you don't know you don't like you're not friends with them you just know them and sometimes those people are really well known or they're really you can kind of tell that they're really respected by a lot of people whenever i encounter those people sometimes i get a little intimidated like when someone would or does walk around and I know that they're well known I kind of feel intimidated almost in the sense of like would they like me you know what I mean like they're just it's almost like 
I guess if I were to give a very blown out of proportion example, right? If Justin Bieber was like walking around, I'd be nervous to go up to him because he's like a bit, it's Justin Bieber, right? I'm be nervous to go say hi to him. More nervous than I would be just some random guy. So when I see people like, when I saw people either in high school or like on my campus that I knew like a lot of people respected, it's kind of like, I feel shy. Maybe intimidated wasn't the word. I just feel, I, 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 where's my grammar? Uh, I just feel shy. But every single time I ever feel extremely shy about someone or, in, or intimidated with someone, there's always a situation where we're put next to each other whether we have to sit next to each other in class, whether I just ran into them randomly, and I always realize they're actually pretty chill. High school uh, may be a bit different because pop, like popular kids are not always the best. But that's what I found in university a lot. I found that people that I was a little bit shy around or a little bit intimidated by, they always end up being the nicest people. No, tell me why we were in class and laughing. I would have never expected that. Again, I would have never expected that this guy that I see around all the time, that I'm a little bit like shy, but one day I have to borrow his pencil and now we're both laughing about something that doesn't make any sense and no one else is laughing and everyone's looking at us weird. But we're boys now. Too bad. Too bad. We're boys now. What are you going to do? Stop us from laughing? <laughs> you know what I mean? We have, such a, we have such a bond now. The way I have the phone numbers of people that I was like, I never expected it. No way. But I think that's on me a little bit. I think that's my fault. Why I shouldn't feel, I shouldn't put people on such a high pedestal. Because it's not fair to them. They're probably just really nice guys and they'd be down to meet me. I hope. I hope. I wonder if there's someone... Do you ever wonder if there's people around that just absolutely hate you and you just never know? I don't know. Maybe there is. Sometimes I think about that. I doubt it though. I'm probably just overthinking. One type of friend that's really fun to have are what I call the low-maintenance friends. These are friends that do not require any work. Zero work, zero time, zero effort. The friendship is just there. These are the people that if you see them every day or every decade, the energy will be the same when you guys link up. These low-maintenance friends, they can never... This is just my opinion, right? I, this is just my opinion. Because sometimes, look, sometimes when I start like giving my opinion, I start, I start sounding like Neil deGrasse Tyson as if I know everything. This is just my opinion. But I think low maintenance friends can never be your best friends. They can never be someone that they, I don't think they will ever be the person that you always go to, but they're the people that you know are always there. I have low maintenance friends in my life right now that if I was feeling down, honestly, I could call them right now and say, hey, we're going to go for a drive today. And they would say, yep, let's go. But I haven't spoken to them in months properly. Now, I think there's other types of friends where maybe you can create a, a stronger 
like bond with them but it requires a bit of work in that if you don't see them for a long period of time it's going to be really awkward right those friends are really good as well because those are the friends that i feel like we cherish or okay i won't say we that i feel like the the friendships that require more work i feel like those are the friendships that i cherish the most because again like i said at the beginning you're not obligated to put in work for any friendship like different than family with family you are kind of obligated to so when you find friends where you feel i feel like i have to keep up with a little bit i cherish that as in like we're putting in the work that's not to say i'm gonna sit sit around and be mad when they are busy and i'm gonna be like wow you're not putting in the work for me oh my god you don't even like me no for real we're not friends anymore because you're busy and we're not talking no that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying is that some friends do require like a little catch-up every now and then whereas others don't you know yeah no i don't like when my friends are busy nope sorry you're not you're not putting in the work in this friendship why aren't you my friend then it's not like that but it's more so some friendships require a slight catch-up and those are the ones i cherish the most because i'm not obligated to do that i want to do that and the friendship is so important to me that i want to keep up with it you know friendships are very important to me i think they're such interesting connections and you can there's so much you can gain from friends some friends love to call on the phone and i think i'm one of those friends but considering the friends i know i don't even deserve the title of a calling friend i was on the phone one time with two of my boys for seven hours seven hours and we were debating philosophy. We pulled up sources mid-phone call to argue our points. They're going to say I lost the debate. I'm going to say I won the debate. We all lost seven hours of, of words. That's a joke. It was actually so much fun. But that's my point about calling friends. Some friends love to call they don't text they love to call do you ever call a friend and you get kind of excited when the minutes icon on the iphone goes from the minutes to the hour i get excited because i'm like damn we're talking for a long time some people don't get excited because it's normal for them they just love to call right and it's crazy because like we'll call for three four hours and then I'll see them the next day like nothing ever happened. You know what I mean? They're just like normal. And I'm over here like recovering from it because it was so like not it's exhausting and that I didn't want to do it. But it's like my social battery was running on solar power at that point, you know? No, but I love calling friends. And but here's the thing I did say at the beginning, I think I'm a calling friend right but for me i feel like once i hit the hour mark i'm ready to cut it 
unless the other person is a phone call demon and wants to go longer. Then I'm down. Let's go longer. You know? That was, that, I think that sounded pretty confusing. And that's, sometimes that's what happens when I let my brain cook. Sometimes we miss an ingredient. Sometimes we miss something. But I'm, I'm, it's working. It's putting in the work. We've got Hell's Kitchen going on in my brain. Cooking all these ideas. That was not funny at all. Wow. I tried to make a joke. You ever have those friends that are just not funny? And are just so, like, ugly? That's me. Crazy, right? Look at the self-love. No, I love myself so much, right? Wow, okay, this is getting a little bit, um, counseling-y. This is getting a counseling-y. Therapeutic. Looks like I'm projecting a little bit. Are we gonna unpack that? Nope. No way. We might. Down the line. No, we won't. Nope. I'm not gonna lie, I'm one of those people that says I'm never gonna open up, but if you catch me at the right time, I'm an open book. <laughs> so, we'll see. I'm a little hypocritical. On the topic of opening up, I think the reason why I value friendship so much is because I found a group of guys that I feel comfortable opening up to which I feel like is really hard to find. I value the friends, I, fa I value friends that I can at least feel comfortable sitting down next to them and crying rather than friends that I just want to go out with to have a good time. You know what I mean? I, I prefer to be around friends that maybe when we hang out, it's not as fun, but it's real. It's real. Like the care, you can just feel it. It's, it's brewing, the amount of care. And knowing that I can just be like, yo, you know what? I'm not feeling good today, actually. And we're going to talk about my feelings as a man. And to find another guy to be like, all right, bet, let's go. Crazy. It's a blessing, honestly. And I think that's why I have developed such a, this, this feeling of, friendships are so important i think as i'm growing older I'm, I'm i'm mentally becoming a little bit more independent but it doesn't mean i i still don't think friendships are really important i think they're so important but sometimes i do like to be alone though you ever get like sometimes i have the feel I, now okay what i'm about to say i hope it doesn't make me sound like i'm i'm a mean person but sometimes when i'm hanging out with people I get really exhausted and I just need to be alone. I just have to be alone. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what you want from me. I need, I need to recharge my social battery. I find especially when I am not feeling great. You know, I, I have the option, like I have friends that would hear me out and let me open up. But sometimes I just want to be in my own world. And, you know, I don't think, I don't think that makes me a mean person to say, like, I don't want to be around people sometimes. I think it's more honest. Sometimes it's easier to just be alone. So, damn. Whoa. Whoa. You know what's one thing as well that's interesting? 
Sometimes you can feel lonely without being alone. Let me cook. Let me cook. You can feel like you have no one in your life when you actually do have people in your life. And I think that feeling stems from the deeper rooted feeling of thinking that the people in your life don't actually care about you. So even though you have people in your life, you still feel like you're, you're lonely. I cooked something up. I cooked some. Either it was gourmet steak or cereal, but I cooked something up. You can feel lonely without being alone. You can feel like no one cares about you, even if you have people in your life. I have dabbled in that feeling from time to time. Look, I'm opening up. Look at me go. But that's also an interesting... Ow. Ow. Why do I say ow like... I should say it in a more manly way. <laughs> ow. Ow. Why do I go ow? You know what? No, I can say however I want. What am I doing here? I can say it however I want. Owie. Ow. Who cares? What's gonna happen? Am I gonna die? Let's... <laughs> Let's talk about being friends with myself. I could be a better friend to myself. You know how they say, um, talk to yourself how you would talk to a friend? I should employ that a bit more. Sometimes I'd be talking to myself like, not that. Oh my gosh. I, that was deep also. And I'm opening up. I don't know. I just try to be me though. <laughs> I don't know. I really just be doing me though. I've seen so many Instagram posts. It would be like a text message conversation. One person will ask, why don't you date? And the other person will be like, I don't know. I don't know. People say I'm like not good enough, but I just try to be me though. On some pick me boy energy. I have some pick me in me, I think. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah. And like I said at the beginning, it's spontaneous when you're going to meet someone new. But it's also, like, you never know when you're going to lose a friend, right? That's the thought that worries me a bit. Because you never really know. How much can you really trust a friend? Look, I'm going to say something. Like, that's one thing that I don't actually know. I don't know how much you can trust a friend. That's something I still need to learn in my life. But, I'll get there. I'm still young, I'm 21. Oh, even just saying the number 21, I feel old. Am I allowed to say that I'm old? Because I do it a lot. And I feel like, low-key, it's disrespect to the old community. The old community is crazy. I don't know why I said that. But... Like, I feel like if I was sitting next to a 70-year-old and I said, I feel old, they have the right to slap me in the face. But here's the thing, actually. Here's the thing. I, when I turned 18, I felt really old. Because when you're 18, you're an old adult. No, you're an old child, I feel like. But when I turned 20 and 21, 
I felt like a young adult, even though 18 is an adult. Look, in my personal philosophy, which again may or may not be important, if you have a one next to your age, you're not an adult. That's what I think. But again, that's something like a 40-year-old would say, which they have every right to because they're old and wise. I'm, I'm too young to be saying, ah, you 18-year-olds, ah, ah, you're all kids. Ah. Like, who am I to say that? Weren't we talking about friends? And now we're talking about my own insecurities? I don't know. I will say, though, sometimes when you lose a friend, it's worth it to kind of build the friendship back. Even when your ego says no. Even when your ego says, no, I don't want to. No, we're not friends anymore. I don't want to talk to him anymore. Nope. He called me, he called me poo-poo pants. Nope, we're not friends. Sometimes it's worth it to be like, you know what? Actually, it's not that deep. Maybe I am poo-poo pants sometimes. Maybe. And sometimes it's good to reconcile. I found that in my life, um, my best friend of eight years, we had, um, one phase where we didn't talk to each other and then when we reunited we told each other that we missed each other a lot which as men that's kind of hard to admit but then it's like why didn't we reconcile earlier it's our fault honestly it's our fault and it's a learning lesson for both of us i cooked a lot today i'm really sorry that this episode is a bit shorter as well i'm not gonna lie it's my fault because i wrote notes for what i wanted to say and by minute four four it was done so that's on me but it's good news for me because it means that on the next episode i can cook for longer and i love to cook if you read the description of this podcast like the bio I say I have too much chatter in me, which I don't think I do. You know what? That's not true. I don't know, actually. I don't know about myself too much. I don't know who I am. (laughs) Whoa. Wow. I don't know who I am. We started this episode talking about how good it is to have friends, how special it is, and we're going to end it with... I don't know who I am. Crazy. I don't know who I am. Guys, I'm sorry again that it's short. I'll work on it. But again, um, all jokes aside, thank you so much for the reception on the first episode. I had so much fun doing it and reading your guys' messages. um, And your criticisms actually means a lot to me. I will work to make it longer. I'm sorry that this one is kind of short. And please, like, let me know uh, about the audio or anything if it's good. And I hope you guys have an amazing Christmas. I hope you guys stayed off the naughty list. I hope I did. I heard a rumor that Santa's not coming to my house this year. He's upset with me. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you guys for listening. This will probably come out after Christmas, so I don't know why I keep saying Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, because it's past. But we're all about moving forward. Um, Thank you.
Thank you guys. I love you and goodbye.